of chivalry, then Banquo Tagalow Arkanasta, dollar for dollar, still in front, 100 metres to go. A wall is chasing Behemoth out of the pack, is storming over the top from another suburb. Behemoth got up to win it. The big boy Behemoth, 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 however you want to say it. It's in the Everest now, quickly. Hmm, interesting. Anyways, it's your boy, Fergo here. Welcome back to the Fergo Tips and Suits podcast. Today, I'll be covering the 26th of September's features, along with a 25th of September feature as well. Ooh, interesting. Um, I'll be recapping last week's tips and also interviewing my good mate, Trazen. Interesting bit of a change-up interview this week, bit of sports in the tips from Trazen, I believe. We'll shortly see. But yeah, without further ado, I'll do my short, usual recap on last week, which would have been, what, the 19th of September and frustrating to say the least. At Caulfield, race one, Celestial Soul came fourth after being shunted in the back by another by William Pike. I forgot what horse he was on, but should have finished closer in my opinion. Race three, Val Quinta, second, $2.60. Race four, Front Page, second, $1.60. Race five, Palmy, second, $2.40. Race six, Aiden's Field, second, $1.80. That is four consecutive bridesmaid tags. Race seven, still Prince came third, $5.50. Great overs early on Thursday, De Beer. No good. Race 8, the big fellow, as you heard, Behemoth came from another suburb, according to Matty Hill, and got up $5. Race 9, Hummer Hummer was no good, and the feature at Ranwick Avilius was shocking. So, yep, that was one winner from nine races to go with four seconds, a third, and a fourth. Now, that is on, like, what, seven of those tips are, like, at least two lengths away from winning. Absolute frustration. I mean, I'm glad I was on the ball, but I could have done with at least a couple more winners. Anyways... Put that beside me, I'll... Actually, you know what? Before I cut to the interview, I'm going to preview the Group 1 at Mooney Valley on Saturday, sorry, Friday night. Race 7 at the Valley is the Moya Stakes over the 1,000 metres. Open handicap. The Valley, shh, it's going to be a good four to soft. Maybe early soft five. Maybe a soft six scheduled to rain. But I've gone with Fabagina, the WA Raider, and here is why. Before I run off these elusive stats of hers, I will... um. <laughs> It may be hard to believe, but I, I, I reassure you, obviously, I'm a saying for myself, but this is no bias, even though she's from WA. Um, Peter Nucky's also flown over and done the quarantine just for this just for this ride, I think. So good on you, Pete. Anyways, um, Fabagino. So she's first up after 20 weeks after she was $1.45 at Ascot and destroyed classy horses being 13 electric light. But first up, seven starts for the Mayor Adam Machino for seven wins. The distance, nine starts for seven wins and two placings. Or well, one of those placings was behind one of my uh, good mate choice horses, Ambiente, who's going around at uh, Belmont on Saturday. Been in better shape before, but still, there's some form of you. I, know, uh, have a, I think it'll be each way price. Couldn't tell you the race right now, but yeah, Ambiente Saturday. Quick plug for that. But um, number nine, Fabergino, twenty, current favourite and a bit of an open market, but... Drawn Barrier 8 goes forward, which obviously is never disadvantaged. Pippi versus Fabicino up front will be one of the best sights you'll see all year. But Fabicino, she has the speed to lead, she has the speed to kick at the turn, and she has the speed to hold off any challenges. At $4.20, get behind the Tiana Robertson trade Fabicino on Friday night. Get a bit of cheeky bit of a piggy bank for the Saturday races. Mooney Valley, race 7, number 9. Night racing's back, and it's back of a bang when Fabicino wins for me. I'll now flick to the interview of my mate Trazen. He is a Queenslander. He's uh, coming on late at night for this interview. I do respect the time he's given away for the Fergo Tips and Sweets podcast. Get around it. Um, yep, oh, we'll be discussing sport as I noted as well, but what's the point in telling you what we're going to discuss without showing you our discussion? 
over to this interview. I'll catch you on the other side for previewing eight of the nine races at Caulfield and the Golden Rose at Rowanwick. Cheers. Thank G'day, guys. Very here with an interview with my good mate, Trey. How are you going, mate? What's happening? What's happening? Not too bad. Not too bad. Actually, not too much, actually. You've had a long night at work. You're coming to the podcast. That's dedication for uh, Fergo. Yeah, I, straight, I appreciate straight from, it, mate. Straight from work and um, opening up the bit slip scene Oriental, not getting over the line. There was a bit of a shocker. So. Oh, so right, we're here yeah. to change, change your fortunes, get the people some winners for the weekend. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully that can happen. So I'll quickly ask you how you got into punting, mate. Where have you come from? What's your story? Uh, yeah, originally from New Zealand and grew up uh, over in Perth. Oh, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So fucking not not too well known over there, and then came over to Brisbane. And yep. Yeah, got a, got in the punting scene. Fucking really, just kind of bit again NRL because obviously you played a bit of rugby. So. Yeah, yep. Big you know, you are. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Turns, turns into a bit of horses, and yeah, fuck, basically from that really. Yeah, fair somehow, enough. Some somehow snagged a few winners here and there, so which is pretty good. That's the whole goal, isn't it? Um, I'll yeah, ask yeah, you a question goal. I've never asked someone before, but I thought to myself, <laughs> for, I'm going to ask you right now, what is the best tip I've ever given you? Man, I reckon uh, one that rings a bell to me was probably like a couple months ago. Um, was, what was what is it? Oh, I, think it was, I think you talked about just a couple of minutes ago, that Bella Vella horse. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great one at Norfolk that was paying about forty ones, man. So that was yeah. that was a pretty fucking juicy. But yeah, you come you come good with the fire with the Maltese on the dog. So yeah, well, that's just a bit, it's a bit always fine. Not gonna lie, always fine. Yeah, that's all I have to hear. So yeah, yep. how, how um, did you so, get into punting, man? Oh, how did I get into it? My father's probably the best uh, way to describe that. And I mean, my dad used to sit down on the couch, still do every Saturday, OGA, talk shit to each OG. other, pick some winners. Yeah, you know. Got our yeah, horse debuting in two weeks' time, actually. Under two Where, weeks. At where's, horse. where's the racing? Uh, it's going to probably debut in Northern because there's not many three-year-old staying races at the moment, which is what it yep. is, a stayer. So we have to find somewhere. But hopefully it wins and goes on the bigger races. But that's off the topic. I'll now ask you, you come to me saying you've got some sports tips for the uh, well, couple of, yeah, a bit back, of a variety tips, which is a bit of a change-up. So you hit me with what you got for the weekend. Yeah, back to the old sport bits. Um... Yeah. It's a it's eleven it's eleven league multi boys, so you gotta be gotta be gotta be a bit generous here, but it's yep. the odds are a bit due to at ninety one dollars and I'm pretty yep. fucking pretty certain on it. So I'll just quickly say I'll post these bet slips on my pages so if you don't catch every leg, you can copy them from there. Mm. Yep. So we'll just we'll just go in order off my, my bet I've gone. Yep. So I've got Israel Adestania to beat Paula Costa. Yep. Um yeah, that just wins. Busy boy all day. I think Fergo's gone Costa, but you know. That's alright. We won't talk um, about we won't talk about that. Yeah, so that's the first one. Second one's Penrith Panthers against the Bulldogs. Got oh, Penrith Panther, obviously. The Bulldogs, mate, that's where it's at. The giant killers. Oh, they they cost me last week, those fellas. Yeah. Yep. Uh Newcastle Knights to beat Gold Coast. That's a pretty yep. rough one, but I just think you know Caelan Ponga coming out the back. Uh, just brings the X factor. I won't argue with rugby. I have no clue, to be honest. You go on. Some, some of those viewers might say. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Sydney, Roos, Sydney Roosters to beat the Rabbitohs. Yep. Sydney Bill Williams can't go across them. Uh, Parramatta Eels. And then I've got yep. Dominic Reyes to win in the UFC. Yep. And then I've also got Shane Young to win in the UFC. Yep. Brad Riddell to win in the UFC. Yep. Kaikata France. And then I've also got Russian Camelot to win with Rothfire. Yeah, that's race eight, uh, Russian Camelot, Caulfield, and race seven, Rothfire. 
So, so there Boobic you go. Probably, Boobic will probably talk about those two um, two horse races there on how they would go. Yep. So even if you wanted to leave those two horses out and just go to sport, that could be pretty juicy yeah. too. I'm not going to talk them out of your tip, mate. Your tip, uh, $92, as we noted. Have you got any other horses for the weekend you like? Uh, a few little horses. I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm Russian. I don't yep. mind Russian. Yep. Two dollars um, ten currently. Yeah, nice little multi pretty... of Rothfire. Are you telling us? You reckon? Yeah. What do you yeah. reckon? Oh uh, well, I'll obviously I'll flip to those races afterwards, but I will give yep. a quicky sneak peek. I do think they both get beaten actually, um, but I can't really not with a lot of confidence that they'll get beaten. But more for the value standpoint, a dollar ninety five for Rothfire, and two dollars for Russian Camelot. It's a bit risky, but yep. if you're backing your multi, I guess you've got you've got your right to put them in there. So I do wish you the best of luck. Anyone who follows. Yeah, yeah, and probably just my probably another race one. I've got race seven Toowoomba. Yep. Rickless choice. Yep. Big, one of your, race up there, so. uh, you know every jockey in Queensland almost. One of your mates riding it, is he? Uh, nah, I wouldn't say every jockey, but I'll probably say about 90% nah. You tell us right now, who's, who's your favourite jockey from Queensland, mate? You tell us who to follow. Probably Fred, because he's a fraudster. <laughs> oh, yeah, from that, um, two mugs hunting. I've seen that page, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, nah, is that Sheridan Tomlinson? Is that him? Yeah, yeah, he goes not too bad. Obviously, yep. up and come and yeah, you get some juicy, juicy rides home even now and then. So make sure yep. you boys follow him too. All right, mate. Well, I don't have too much more to ask you except that I, I do appreciate you coming on at this late night. Was this about eleven thirty at night for you? It's a commitment for yeah, Fergo. Yeah, coming, coming out to eleven thirty. Yeah, you have got a kid to look after, don't you? That's it. Got a big mate. dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish you were my dad, mate. Could I think of nothing better. No, I think I'd rather your dad, man. You know, he sounds like an OG punner, so. Oh, yeah, mate. He'll dust you up on the tip. Don't worry. I'm that's sure he's all, listening. <laughs> Anyways, mate, I'd appreciate you coming on. I'll chat to you again sometime, hopefully. I'll post those bet slips of yours on the page if anyone wants to follow, and I'll make sure if they win to give you a nice good old lavering next weekend. Yeah, hopefully I'll chat to you Sunday with a few ticks on there, so. Oh, yeah. Mate. What's the Saturday about Fergo's bangers? Let's be honest. Fergo's bangers go all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Cheers, cheers, mate. Until next right, time. Cheers, mate. Have a good weekend. Yep. See ya. So, again, for the interview, Trazen, um, the photos and slips of all of his tips he gave in that uh, podcast we post along of this podcast on my Facebook and Instagram. So check them out if you're interested. Top quality brokers, you could tell, and top quality tipper, especially when it comes to those sports, which is quite uh, intrigued in. I'll now move on to the tips for this part of the uh, show for this weekend. I guess I already gave one, but we'll kick on to the other nine. Race one at Caulfield, as I mentioned, track will probably be in the good and soft range, most likely a good. Race one's a mare's benchmark 90 hand, benchmark sorry 90 handicap over the 1,100 metres, four yards and up. And I've gone for the highly talented, untapped mare out of uh, Wow Signal, How Romantic, number two. She had a boom about her, winning her first four races, and flopped at Flowington in the group two. Came back at the valley, drifted favourite, but kicked away under massive pressure and somehow held on. Don't know how, but the, the fight she's shown says to me that none of these animals will be beating her. From Barrier 9, Lucky 9 North will probably press forward, might lead, although Kelkani Warrior will probably lead, but you'll probably sit one out. Either outside of her or take uh, one back, to, one out, two back. Um, Lock on nine north gets the claim, so it gets down to 58 and a half, which is a winnable weight being equal top. And so we should have been carrying 60 and a half throughout that claim. I don't see why at $3, it's not a good way to start the day. It's a good banker bet, honestly. She's got the most potential, most, best form on the board. Race one, number two, how romantic for me on top. 
Race 3 at Caulfield, skipping race 2, I don't like anything. Race 3 is a benchmark 84 handicap over the 2,000 metres. I'm going for the Waller-Williams combination, number 7, Skyman, to win. Now, last start, he was 5 wide at the Valley, and rightly so, didn't really kick on. Only beaten 4 lengths, though, coming 10th out of 13. So, wasn't beaten far, but did not have a good run at all compared to the last two wins she had in her in so in his first two runs in Australia, we won at Caulfield and Flemington. One of those wins coming over the 2,000 metres, so the mile up the 2,000 metres is a tick for me. The barrier is a bit of a question mark, but I think Craig Williams will probably take him back. I hope he's a decent pace on the likes of LaBelle, good idea, don't doubt Dorian, Lord Bazero going forward. If it, Williams can get him going into the motion, looping them at the bend, I don't see why he can't show a turn of footy despite his first two Australian starts and win. $7 and $2.80 currently. The favourite, Lee Bow, won its first Australian start at Sandown on a Wednesday. So step up in class for sure. It was a good win, but at $2.20, you can leave me out. Other dangers, I don't mind Irish Flame with a price. Also, go to Lane's a bit of a juicy quote, but race three, number seven for me on top at Caulfield. Race four is the first of the group races. The Testarossa Stakes, 200 metres, group listed handicap, and I'm taking my balls on the line, backing order of command, carrying 62 kilos without a claim for Jamie Carr. Must note, Jamie Carr is in red-hot form at the moment. That chick can ride. Last preparation, oh, 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 it sold me. Went to Caulfield first up and dominated in a benchmark, sorry, in a handicap beating the lights of Vaslider and Reykjavik. Then went to the Warnable Carnival, won the Wangoon Handicapper's favourite, the Drifted favourite, but outkicked the lights of Superhard and Innkeeper who can hold their own. Then went to the Group 1, Goodwood at Morfittville, where it started a single-figure quote and came fifth. So it's travelled only two, sorry, 10 days between runs from Warnable to Morfittville, travelled in the Group 1, and has only been beaten two lengths. So that's some serious class. They had a freshen up, went to Flamington where it was favourite down the straight and came third behind I Am Someone and Pizzato. Pizzato being probably one of the best straight horses in winter. Had a 14-week spell. First up's proven for th six starts for three wins and a second placing. On the good track, he's 13 starts for three wins, five placings, soft nine, nine starts for five wins and two placings. So the track doesn't bother me. Barrier 7, Jamie Carr probably takes a sit off the pace. Runson will probably lead from Alpha Oro. Then it'll probably, I can't tell you, one of the three of Coruscate Street, Icon Order Command, probably the next three in running. Then Brook and Hustle will take a sit off them. But right now, it's $7 and $2.80. It's a decent quote for me. I'll probably be backing it more to players considering the weight puts me off a bit first up. But it's a classy animal. It deserves the weight. And Brook and Hustle's a danger. I'm not too sold on Alpha Aura. He's nominated for about 10 races this weekend, but I believe this is the one he's going to. So, yeah, race four, number one, order of command with a big weight for Jamie Carr for me. Race five is a handicap over the 1,400 metres, and, oh, it's a hard race. Windstorm versus Buffalo River. I've gone Buffalo River, the untapped five-year-old for me. Lightly raced, and last preparation, he went to Sandown, and he defeated Akinar Star and Harbour Views. Harbour Views is $10 in a Group 1 later in the card. And Akinar Star ran fourth in a Group 1 last start. Is that not good enough form for you? If it's not, then click off this podcast. He's number five from Barry number nine. Damien Oliver rides with Michael Moroni, and he should be able to find the lead. He might have to spend a few tickets, but they only have a real lead. Maybe Goldfields might want to lead, but I don't know. Jamie Carpoy give up to Damien Oliver. Obvious, obvious dangers, windstorm, cracking animal, but until it wins a race over you know, in the east, it's hard to back it with confidence. At $2, Phil, 50, 
We'll get back from barrier four, probably flash home again, but I'm more than happy to back the out-and-out -out leader, the classy animal. Race five, number five, $3.40. That'll be my second best bet of the meeting, Buffalo River. Race six is the first of the three-year-old feature series, I guess the start of the feature series, being the Caulfield Guineas Prelude. It's a hard race for lots of horses I've liked, but I think I've settled on Flying Award. Last start was an absolute massive run in the McNeil Stakes behind Immortal Love. Drew awkwardly. It was held up at 300 metres, but Damien Oliver got wide and pressed the go button. This thing flew like an A380. Now, I do concede it's drawn a bit awkward again in Barrier 10, but it will go back. It will hot pace with the likes of Prague, Bartley, Crosshaven, and Captain... I don't even know how you pronounce that. Um, going forward, hopefully the pace is on. It will charge home. Hopefully it can go one better. $6, $3.50. We're getting priced to find out, but... I do concede there's lots of other horses I could back in this race. I don't mind Prague. I don't mind Sherry Tortini. Amish Boys overs at $20. Acer was a good win last start. Al Keone's probably going to be right in the market in the Derby. Can you see that? First up at $51. But in the three-year-old group three, Caulfield Guineas Prelude, race six, number four, Flying Award, Damien Oliver and Danny O'Brien for me. Race 7 is the second of the three-year-old preludes, the Group 2 three-year-old Thousand Guineas prelude, and I'm going to stick with my tip from, was it last week? No, the week before, Let's Be Glam. First up, down the straight up the she looked a bit lost. I mean, had every chance I can concede that, but she looked a bit lost down the straight. Comes back to Caulfield where she won a blue diamond prelude, which obviously a two-year-old feature. Race is a three-year-old feature here. Um... Mickey D sticks on the ride, draws barrier five, will go forward. Uh, I reckon it can lead. Night Ray and River Knight will be trying to contest it, but I don't see why the toppy, it's not really a toppy. It's only the bottom weight's only carrying two kilos less, but yeah, let's be glam. It's a value better than meeting at $14 and $4.40 realistically. There's lots of dangers. Isn't Celebrity's last one at Morfittville was absolutely bonkers. Mozzie Monster's got big wraps, personal, good as a two-year-old. Night Raid, massive win last start. But I'm happy to take Mickey D and Buster and Young combination again, and hopefully she can improve with her fourth placing first up. Race seven, number one, let's be glam. I am going to skip to race nine instead of going straight to the race eight, which is the group one, as I want to save the group ones for last. And race nine is an open race. Quite a few of these horses are um, kicking on from winter preparations, decent ones, or likes of... Uh, Shot of Irish had a very good winter. Juna Powell, who happens to be my tip number nine, quickly. I think we're only getting $4 because of the barrier. This is my best bet. It's a class animal by lengths. Am I getting $4 because Johnny Allen has to contest a barrier 14? It's a get-back horse, so hopefully it doesn't get too far back, but hopefully it can get in the running line with the likes of Odeon, Lord Durante, Invlock, and Kentucky Breeze setting up a pace for him to be able to charge home on. At $4, I'm more than sold to make this my best bet, as I just said. The five-year-old gelding out of reset was massive of Valley lifestyle. I saw an interview on Punt Hub saying how Kieran Ma reckons was his best bet of the weekend out of, like, 20 runners by far. Started that $2 in from $3 and settled third, three deep, and took over 100 metres and hit the line superbly. Only improves from that. 1,600 up to 1,700. No issues. Just need Johnny Allen to get him into a good spot. Dangers, non-conformist, I think might be on a lightweight Caulfield Cup path. Widgie Turf can run on this day and shot of Irish all dangers, but I'm happy to say best bet, race nine, number nine, Juna Powell. The two features of the weekend, I'm going to go to the Caulfield Underwood Stakes Group 1 first, as I believe it's a bit of a 
Mm, race. I'm not very interested in it, to be honest. Race 8. The Group 1 3 was not wait for age over the 1,800 metres. I'm happy to take three of the 10 horses. Now, I do concede Russian Camelot will be extremely hard to beat, but I think that Arcadia Queen will be the main bet for me, but I, I cannot let Humidor and Galo Chop go along without me. Galo Chop at $91 and $21 to place is ridiculous. He is one of the most genuine horses you'll see. First up, he missed the kick and had no chance. Okay, might not be genuine, but hear me out. There's not many ladies in the race with Galo Chop and Trap for Fuel, Fool, sorry, the uh, old fellas going to lead. I think Galo Chop finds the lead from Barrier 5 for Mr. Dean Yandel. And I don't see why, with a slow tempo, he can't just box on for a placing. Like, $91 for an out-and-out -out leader in a small field? I don't get it. Humidor, big win last start, first race for Chris Waller. I can't get off him at sixteen and four dollars fifty. I think it's just over Galo Chop and Humidor. Um, I'm not going to be able to say don't back Humidor that quote until I see him not perform. I think he's probably going to go from this race to the Cox Plate. Love the old fellow Humidor. Hopefully he performs well here and gives a sight in the Cox Plate. Should have beaten Winks a couple of years ago, but Winks is Winks. Who's beating that chick? And then Arcadia Queen at five dollars. I'm pretty interested. I, I really liked her Let's Slope Stakes run of the fourteen hundred meters. Could have kept running. After that first up flop in the PB Lawrence, Pikey from Barrier 1 might be a bit awkward, but yeah. Have to have a, the main bet on her, but I'll be saving on Humidor and Galo Chop. Trifectas and first fours, you'd have to be taking Galo Chop, Humidor, Arcadia Queen, and Russian Camelot. So that will be race eight, the Underwood Stakes Group 1. It's a big Group 1. Psych. It's all Russian Camelot, really, but if he loses, I hope I got you onto the right one. Yep, race eight, number one, small each way, number two, small each way, number nine to win a medium bet on the Queen of the West, Arcadia Queen. The final race I'll preview for the weekend is the big one at Rose Hill, race seven, expecting a good track, the Golden Rose, 1,400 metres, group one for the three-year-old, set weights, and I'm oh, Ole Kirk at $9, getting my knife and fork out and eat, eating this price, boys and girls. Rough fire at $1.90. Had the race to suit when Farnham went absolutely skits first up for Hugh Bowman. A dollar ninety. I don't know how I can look at you and go, I'll be having Roth for a dollar ninety because I can't. Although Kirk has savaged the line in these first two starts of preparation over the eleven hundred, then he savaged over the twelve hundred, and up to the fourteen hundred, it suits him the most out of all of these. King's Legacy, maybe you could argue, but probably even what's further. 400 metres is, I think he's a 400 metre mile horse out of Written Tycoon. $8.50 and $2.80 for Hawks and Wayne, sorry, Wayne, Michael Wayne and John Hawks. What am I on about? Speaking a bit of gibberish. Tommy Barry gets into his rhythm at the turn, hopefully. Instead of the, heart, the fast pace of Rothfire, Yardstick, Peltzer, all going forward. Rothfire, no thank you. Probably might settle last, but I think he'll be running past them all, hopefully. Great place to find out. Rose Hill, race seven, number four. And that is all the races covered for the weekend. So I do appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed. Good luck on the weekend. Check out Fergo Sips and Sips for Trazen's Bet Slips and my Shartin picks for Sunday. Stay safe. Love you all. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Fergo out.